0: super talk mississippi media production
1: toyota brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in southwest mississippi four years in a
0: row come see the difference exit 40 brookhaven or online at toyotobrookhaven.com great service great savings at toyota brookhaven we deliver
2: i'm steve azar and i'm on the other side of the microphone In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, folks, time for yet another In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in. There are glorious things to do here on our hallowed ground. Even though my guest today hails from Arkansas, like my bride, visit org spells it out. Check it out. Trust me. Okay, this is, intro could take me a month or maybe most of my uh, time, but he's worth it. He's so worth it. He was on fire at the time we met, meaning the hits were becoming a norm, and he wasn't keeping his recipe for his success a secret from me and others he influenced. He was very open to sharing what he had learned along his journey. We would become good friends first, and then partners in publishing, and then that's when things started to happen for me. More of that in a bit. But to describe him first and foremost, a God-fearing family man, grew up on the farm, where he was taught nothing comes easy, you have to work for it, and that's the way it is. A former hoop star, and that's legit. In 1978, Arkansas State Basketball Tournament, he was named Class MVP. made Arkansas Junior College All-Conference Team, named Arkansas Oklahoma Junior College All-Star Team. When it was all said and done, it'd lead him to University of Central Arkansas, where he... Ran the show. He might hail from small town Wiener, Arkansas. Yep, it's real. I made him take me there once. However, there was nothing small town about his big heart and wildly imaginative mind. All would lead him to being named BMI Songwriter of the Year, which basically means he had more success than anyone on the planet that year as a songwriter. Writer writer credits for him include. The Incredible Two Sparrows in a Hurricane. Where Corn Don't Grow. I think my favorite song of all time. When I close my eyes, the the Chesney number ones were insane. One boy, one girl. That's why I'm here. Thank God for believers. All I need to know. It works. Grandpa told me so. List goes on and on and on. He also uh, co-published my "I Don't Have to Be Me Till Monday" and "Waiting on Joe." There is no Arizona. I mean, the list, single, white, female, I can keep going. Countryman by Luke Bryan, I think you get the point. So I think it's time to welcome in my dear pal, my mentor, Mark Allen Springer. Hey, buddy.
3: Oh, wow. I, I do not know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for the kind words. But to make a correction, my years at UCA, I didn't light it up. I was hurt part of the year I redshirted. But I was on the squad and in the dorm. <laughs> but I, I kind of started to slow down. But then, but anyway, so I don't want any of my ex, uh, teammates there thinking I lit it up and, at, at UCA. But maybe they're not listening. We can say I did. They're they're but probably
2: not listening. And, and you know, it's been so long, nobody remembers. So just go with me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, anyway, hey Mark, I did have some good juco years. I really appreciate my basketball stuff.
2: Sports for you as you took it into. Uh, your music career, how much did it matter?
3: Yeah, it, it mattered a lot. You know, recently Boyd Shelton, my high school coach, was inducted into the Arkansas uh, Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame, which is very cool to see. But, um yeah, you know, when, when I moved out here, Steve, I, you know, I still played in some intramural ball and stuff. I was in fairly good shape. And I got an invite to join Mark Miller and the guys To Brown had a basketball game on Tuesday nights. And so every Tuesday night, I'd show up with a bunch of industry folks and kind of had a little hidden place and we'd play and. And uh, just, you know, in between the lines and and basketball, it didn't matter who you were, you you know, you played hoops. And so that was kind of a really good thing for me um, just because it's, you know, I was used to that atmosphere and that environment. And, um, and, you know, I was comfortable in that environment. So – Ironically, um, we were playing one night at one of the gyms, we had two or three gyms through the years. And I mean, this, this is a period of probably 10, 12 years that I played on Tuesday nights. And so Jerry Crutchfield and, and Lee Greenwood, you know, at the time Jerry was producing Lee and they would come out and play. And, um, one particular night I gave Jerry Crutchfield, which was the producer in at the time, I think he was still vice president at Capitol Records, gave him a, a cassette of terrible songs, four or five songs. I think he recorded most of them, but, uh, Two Sparrows and Hurricane was one of those. And, and, uh, I was real grateful, but that was a basketball thing. And so through the years, that you know, I, as you know, I've coached, um, been volunteer coach at high schools and middle schools. Still do that today. So it's still a passion of mine. And I do think, uh, I got eleven year old. He's on the middle school team. And there's just something to be gained from sports that you you, know, you don't always get in the classroom because it's it's um it's just a different environment. So you learn to compete. Raise as a farmer in a small town, you got to compete for for your vitals. And so it uh, <laughs> was nothing really different. But but I was blessed to to have a little bit of. Measure of talent and, and parents and, and brother that played and the sister that supported me and so it's just kind of the same thing. It's just a different sport.
2: Let me, let me ask you this: What was your mornings like in in crop season? As far as uh, both both times, and you know, you think about planting season and then you think about harvest season. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did take me through what it was like and what time did you get up and what time did you go to bed.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the winters, I, I, um, obviously we didn't farm much in the winters during basketball season. And I was a big duck hunter, but um, but I, I had a, a little trap. I I I'd trap uh, fur game uh, for a little extra spending money. So I get up to early for school and get on what was a three wheeler, if you remember the three wheeler, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go check my my, my trap lines and then go to school. And of course, in the in, in the fall you, you really started harvest kind of late because you had what the dude got off so I, I didn't participate much in the harvest and you know while i was in school because of uh, was in school and uh, but when i come home typically would help out in the afternoons. you know if you weren't at basketball practice so yeah and that, that wasn't very often so but in the you know, obviously the spring and summers we were on that on those tractors yeah that's kind of where you know you mentioned where corn don't grow that's kind of where it, yeah. He got his and bird really, done sitting out on the front porch waiting to go back out and get on a dusty tractor with no cab and ride up and down yeah. the same field all day long. It's just kind of something I decided I didn't want to do. But, you know, after you go on with life and do something else, you realize how special your your growing up years were and raised on the farm. But I wouldn't have it any other way.
2: You think about the lyric, hard times are real, there's dusty fields, wherever. What is it, wherever you go? Is that right yeah you might change yeah. your mind because the weeds are high where corn don't grow yeah. i mean i mean that's just you, you think about yeah. your body of work and and you had to grow up and do what you did and you had to leave and sort of look back uh hindsight and go wow i mean there's the lyric it was writing itself the whole time you know yeah. it's, it's interesting it's yeah. just it's setting you up for this incredible future and career you know you got me thinking if you're a farmer, there's just so many things out of your control, and when you're trying to be a songwriter and have hits, there's a lot of things out of your control. Do you think they had a parallel that was sort of, sort of made you survive while the times were lean?
3: Yeah, I, I tell you, you know, a, a farmer, we live our life one year at a time because we you plant, you, you, you get a loan, and you hope you can pay the bank back when you harvest, and so you're you're self-employed. and in you know, the music business, you were—I told everybody that I've ever talked to, and probably you included—that even though you have a publishing deal, you're self-employed. Because if you don't perform, you don't have a publishing deal. A publishing deal—you basically get a small draw to kind of help, you know, feed your, just you survive while you're hopefully, you know, writing something that's going to actually make the publisher and yourself some money, where you can make a little better living than just a, a, a draw. So, so yeah, that kind of concept. I've pretty much been self-employed all my life, and 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 that farmers are self-employed. they uh, yeah. got to have the discipline to be able to hang in there during difficult times and just hope that something comes up. As you know, you write a song, you hope someone else is going to like it. And, and I mean, for me, drawing from just natural things and situations of where uh, things that I actually live and experience, uh, those are my probably favorite songs to write, but they're also... Seemed to be the ones that got recorded and the most successful because they were, they were real, you know. Yeah. All of them were maybe word for word based on my life. But a lot of them was, you know, came from that emotion, whatever that was at the time that, that, you know, it made it work. I don't know, you know, when I closed my eyes with Tiffany's first it was, it was about a, a guy who worked for a short period of time when I was in Memphis that his wife had passed away. And he, he shared with me, man, I still, sometimes when I close my eyes, I still see This was years later and he was actually remarried. But, um, uh, that, that just always stuck with me. And so we wrote that song. Yeah. And the music, And I wrote that, uh, actually as a, as an answer, because Keith Whitley had passed all oh, suddenly. And, as it, uh, and so that was kind of a, we thought maybe that's something Lauren Morgan would really, you know, because he had the don't close your eyes type thing. So yeah. we kind of fed off of that. But, you know, obviously it didn't work for her. They, they, that I th-
2: that how many, party, but, Larry Stewart know. cut that as well?
3: Yeah, Larry had a great version too. Larry, like, yeah. you know, friend, mutual friend of ours, is such an incredible singer. And Yeah, he had a great version of that. and Susie bogus I remember saying harmonies on it, and that was really, it's a special record. And and uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it would have been a hit had the timing with it, like, you know how the yeah. labels and the timing and all that stuff's got to be perfect. But but Kenny really, Kenny really um, uh, latched onto that song, loved it, and. And uh, Barry Beckett recorded it, was producer on it, and Barry was, uh, you know, no longer with us, but he was a great producer that kind of saw the vision, and and um I was fortunate enough to have, uh, I don't mean, it was Kenny's first number one, that's pretty, yeah, you know, pretty special uh, to me, because Kenny's still out there doing it, you know.
2: I'm Steve Azar with Mark Allen Springer. So many incredible hit songs this man has written. He's also been a huge mentor and influence of mine and a dear friend. Visit Mississippi.org will be a dear friend as well. Check it out. Don't go nowhere. We're on Super Talk, Mississippi. Oh.
5: Hey guys, it's football season again, and the College Corner is back to get you geared up for game day. We have significantly increased our inventory so there's even more to choose from. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? Come by, and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score a touchdown at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood, the College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great.
4: This
0: is Treasurer David McRae. One out of every 10 Mississippians has unclaimed money. It's not
1: the government's money. It's your money. And I want to help return it to you. Join Treasurer David McRae and his team this Thursday, November 10th at Pearl Community Center from 4 to 7 p.m. They will help you find out if you have unclaimed money and how to claim it. To expedite your claim, be sure to bring a photo ID, social security card, and proof of address. Other documentation may be needed. Check online to see if your name is on the list at treasury.ms.gov. That's Thursday, November 10th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Pearl Community Center, 2420 Old Brandon Road in Pearl.
5: Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Barone's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and... Removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baronis Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baronis Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Last night I
2: came home again. Three sheets to the wind. Steve Azar here with Mark Allen Springer, one heck of a hoop player back in his day. Still can do it. You know, you can go to visit Mississippi.org, and one of the things that they celebrate there, or we celebrate in our state, is the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. My pals, Sissy and Jim Gallagher, are both in there. So many uh, incredible, worthwhile athletes from our hallowed state. Check it out. I'm with Mark Allen Springer today, like I said, and uh, it's a blessing to have him on. You had four number ones on Kenny, is that right? I think just three. Right, well, uh, I watched so him. You know, and you yeah, to top, top, top. i had a couple top five All I need
3: to know is i a over. And uh, uh me think, that's why I'm here with the number one song. And, I don't want to close my eyes, so I think it's just two number
2: ones. But Just keep uh, yeah, shooting yeah, my yeah. stats down, alright? I got you I just, well, got you leading score in history of UCA, and
1: now you just
2: got yeah. to let me go. <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: that's a huge <laughs> it's one. Scotty Pittman, Scottie Pittman edged me on my <laughs> points. But, uh, no, seriously, I, I think about. Kenny that was interesting is, you know, I was fortunate enough to come to town at a time where Conway Twitty was still alive. And and, um, and Conway would, would listen to like 2,500 songs before he would record an album of 10 songs. So um, Kenny was the same type. He really uh, looked for the song that fit him. And, and I'm just lucky enough. And, and I actually, a lot of the we sang and kind of phrased similar. And so um, I was just lucky enough to be... Saying something in a song that he wanted to say at that time. And, you know, when he moved and got to the island beach stuff, I didn't know anything about. Yeah. island <laughs> uh, on the beach. <laughs> That's and we don't have beaches. Uh, are ditch banks. <laughs> yeah, 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 So, so I, so I was done as far as my chest and cuts. But anyway, I, I was really, real, uh, real appreciative to have, have that. You know, Buddy Cannon cut a lot of those things, and, uh, and then that was a, a uh, pretty neat time for me and it it's an exciting time for, for Kenny too so I'm glad to be a small part of the beginning yeah, of that. big
2: part uh talking He's to Mark Allen Springer lovely. uh you know I've noticed a lot about you there's a very relaxing part of you from the surface, but I've never really seen you sit still. I've seen you uncomfortable (laughs) in a chair, like sitting in your old writer's chair. And I'd see you dissolving, as I always say, and watching your room. And I said, Oh my God, I can't find where's Mark Allen. He's somewhere in that chair. Well, what is it?
5: Terrible.
2: Yeah. Well, what, what is it about, you having to do something productive, like you're adding on to your house right now. You're known and you're probably known more in music city besides being one of the great songwriters of our time. You're also known as putting everybody to work. When you have hits, the more Uh money you made, the more you were building, build a full gym at Uh your place. What is it about your restlessness and your, is that an accurate assessment of you?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think and yeah, I thought we almost killed you one day out my yeah, tractor at my farm. I was there. <laughs> but I, I, I tell you, um, you know, as I, I, uh, part of that, I, I enjoy several things. And while that may sound honorable and good, it can also be a distraction if you really need to um, write songs every day. But I'm just not the one of the guys that could write 100 songs a year or 50 songs a year. It just didn't. Uh, uh, I somewhat felt, uh, you know, being raised doing manual labor, I felt a little bit guilty sitting in office trying to write a song. So it just made me think better and feel better if I'm on a tractor or, you know, I had a track loader, a dump truck, bulldozer. So um, I, I was always working on whatever farm I, I had at the time, and that kind of uh, uh, stimulated me to write songs because, I, you know, I spent hours and hours going up on a tractor in the middle of the field up and down and the only thing you have to do out there is think and so i think that was a part of um that was just part of me and i still i mean i'm, I'm in my work clothes now i've been down framing uh my basement for my or noxious closet actually <laughs> so um uh, yeah and, and i built houses when i was at, at uca in the summer so uh, i just always in, enjoyed that and and different than you know songwriting you I mean, you know this story, but the first, uh, Chesney's number one was eight years old. Where corn don't grow was eight years old. Yeah. So you don't get instant feedback when you write songs. Always, sometimes you do, but but um, when, when you build something, at the end of the day, well, you know, you can look and say, well, I built that. Well, I agree with that. But at least it's, you, mm-hmm. you can you can see something, uh, some progress. And it's hard to. That's what's frustrating about you know writing songs, and you can write a, what you feel like to it, and. Everybody thinks it's hit, and everybody says, "Well, it's really good," but maybe eight or ten years before you get yeah. a penny off of it. So it's kind of hard to plan and, and budget, you know, a life and raise a family when when um when you don't know if you're going to be
2: paid or not. I've got a series of blowers, in my and and usually because they've gone bad, but I got one with the backpack. I got to tell you, and I know this is a <laughs> a, a soft wimpy very wimpy side of what you do, but there is an instant gratification yeah. about yeah. seeing something when you're blowing, it, it just goes, it just goes where you want it to go. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. our career doesn't go where we want it to go. And oh, I think right. that anything that you can control as simple as that, uh, for me, it gives me, it yeah. it rests my mind. I got to tell you something that I think, ridiculous.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think for, you know, sunrise like anything else, you know, People are so different, and people approach things differently. There are some writers that 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 can write every day or a couple times a day, and really write good songs. I'm just uh, when, when I force myself to write too much. I wrote a lot of mediocre songs. And I just didn't, you know, I guess that's what yeah. my, I don't know, but I, I just didn't feel good about just showing up to write a song. So I wrote a song. If it, if it didn't mean something to me or or my co writer, you know, I, you know, just, I didn't enjoy it. And, and I know maybe that's a lack of discipline. I don't know what it is, but. I'd rather, you know, be doing something else and thinking of an idea that, that would really make a difference or be something. And it might not make a difference to anybody else but me, but I've, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm the only one I knew. Uh,
2: yeah, but you got to realize when you, when you told me to go do that, I was so uh, uninspired to sit in that room. Yeah daily it didn't yep. work for me either yep. now yep. i i got to the point where you told me to go build something and i go what do you mean go build something?" so i went and built upstairs you know our house and i, I did that but yep. it was that upstairs where i finally wrote yep. waiting on joe and then you looked at yep. me and go now you're doing it but i needed yep. that i needed that um i needed the same thing so as much as i was i mean there was so much inadequacy going on daily yep. for me and you're yep. right I don't understand some of our friends how they can just go in and come out with something that sounds recordable. And I'm going like, I just, it's exhausting for me. But, but, but you and I have talked about this. If you're an artist and you want to, or or you get hot, you just can't sit still. You got to, you got to at least push yourself to stay ahead of the game. And we're seeing a lot of artists that you and I know um, in this day and age and people, it's almost like you get a little momentum and they, I think they need a breather. And I'm going like, now's not the time to breathe. <laughs> yeah. You know, you really well, got to move, move at that point.
3: Well, it, it, it's a different, it's a different time. And, and part, part of that, most of that, I mean, um, when I, you know, as you know, I was an artist for a while with, um, at MCA, did a thing for MCA and RCA, Tony Brown and Harold Shedd, which right. are two great names, which means if they can't do it with me, then I'm, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, then if you, you got no attention unless you were you know on the radio or unless you really had a deal or made it you know you really got nothing so uh, there wasn't social media at the time so now artists can get a measure of success that somewhat feeds their ego and maybe makes a little bit of money and then they want you know then then they won't take to the next you know there are those obviously that take it to the next step right but um but it's difficult it's it, it's a, it's an easier time, but it's a more difficult time. It's easy to have a measure of success and a measure of, of whatever fame or whatever you want to call it, where people uh, you got so many followers and so forth. But to make the major uh, Luke Bryan and Kenny Chesney's, you know, y- y- you've got to have a whole lot of things go right to be a major sure. major star. And and I think uh, to your point. I think there are those. I, I've always said there are steps when you move to town to be an artist. Uh, one of the first steps is everybody, everybody back home thinks you made it, <laughs> and yes. some people are satisfied. Well, everybody back home thinks I made it, so I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> stopping. I'm going to, you know, and that's okay. It may be for you, but but that's not legitimate success where you can feed a family, and and right. generational wealth doesn't come from. Uh, in a record deal, it comes from being a, a successful artist. And talking that, to Mark. That, that's a
2: tough one. Talking to Mark Allen Springer. Mark, you get to play DJ right now. Visit Mississippi.org is what I celebrate on my show, and I'm so happy to do it. I understand the the uh, the importance uh, of Of lifting up our culture and history, and musically, we are pretty unparalleled. Arkansas, obviously, incredible history of music. You know that. You're part of that lore. That 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 now, for sure. But would you like to hear into the break? Since we talked about Conway Twitty, Conway Twitty, or Let's Go, BB King? Which one? I'm going to have
3: to go with your BB King, just because Mississippi. Does Conway have any Mississippi
2: ties? Oh yeah, he's from Mississippi.
3: Oh yes? Well yeah. I gotta hear Conway. I'm sorry. Okay, that's it's all right. That's right. We, we, hey, look, there's all
2: sorts of not. now I know I'm right about that. I'm, I'm two I'm for right. three now. I'm, I'm one for three. You know what I love
3: the, the Conway, I love Goodbye Time wrote written by partially by James N. Hicks or Audrey and I think maybe
2: Richard Allen. There's a third one on there. But uh well, let's do it. That's, that's all right. what we'll do. We're Mark Allen Springer. Don't go anywhere, I'm Steve Azo.
6: And if it's too
4: late for love to change your
5: mind,
4: then it's goodbye. Hey folks, Steve Azar
2: here, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are most certainly giving you reasons to celebrate. You made a great move when you opened your Guarantee Bank account. All you got to do now is let your fingers do the walking. From online banking, mobile banking, debit cards, mobile deposit, e statements, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Google Pay, it's all right there. And don't forget to refer friends and family to Guarantee Bank, and you'll both receive $50. Thanks for doing business with my friends at Guarantee Bank. Go to GBTonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank,
5: member FDIC. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 85. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely, mostly cloudy, low around 60 degrees. Your Saturday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high around 72. And for your Sunday, mostly cloudy conditions, high in the upper 70s. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis mclaurin mercantile since 1871. For all your dear camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaren mercantile in downtown Bolton.
7: Visit truck.com for a free, no obligation estimate.
5: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash, or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
6: I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Southern Miss has broken its silence regarding the infamous volleyball facility that has been a focal point amid the ongoing investigation into the largest public fraud scheme in Mississippi history. According to a statement released by the university, USM claims to have facilitated a 2017 agreement with the Mississippi Community Education Center in good faith, but was unable to detect the underlying alleged fraud despite doing its due diligence and following the guidance of outside legal counsel. Now USM is offering to make its facilities, including the Wellness Center, available to the Mississippi Department of Human Services for a five-year term to service thousands of South Mississippians as intended in the 2017 agreement. The university claims that it will continue to cooperate with investigators and does not intend on releasing any further statements. For more information, log on to supertalk.fm.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Supertalk Mississippi.
6: She's 15 and he's barely driving a car.
2: Nothing I enjoy more than talking to my old friends. Uh, Mark Evans Springer, one of Nashville uh, Music City's most prolific uh, prophetic writers ever in history. And, I, and he's not one to have his back padded on and all that, he just moves on to the next thing or build something new. Visit Mississippi.org. We'll build you an incredible uh, just long weekend. So check it out. Uh, Mark, let's talk about when two sparrows in a hurricane. You talk about songs that are they sort of define they define a moment in your career that helps lift everything else up. I've I've documented many times saying that it was me coming home before I met you, I was driving back and forth to Nashville and Greenville. And I was driving through Memphis. I think I know exactly where I was when I first heard Two Sparrows. And I remember going like, well, that's how good you got to be. And it reminded me of my time with Ahmed Erdogan when I had been flown to New York. And I thought he was going to sign me when I was probably 20, 21 years old. And he, he played me walking in Memphis. That was the feeling I got when I heard Two Spurs, it felt like a perfect song. Tanya hadn't had a hit in a long time, and uh, it, it just sort of made your career to me, and it revived hers. What was it about that song, and what was your inspiration, and did you know what you
4: had?
3: Um, you, you know, um, I wrote it, I think one thing I you know, I wrote it by myself. And so, as you know, if you co-write something, you know, uh, if, especially if it's with a hit songwriter, they think you're the guy that got coffee and he wrote it and you're just in the room. And so they couldn't say that about about that when you write it by yourself. And I was, you know, fairly new in town. Now, I never will forget Danny Mayo, uh, the late Danny Mayo, which is a great uh, creative dude, songwriter that's passed on now, but um, has a uh, daughter, became a great songwriter too. But Danny stopped by, the, I know who Danny was. You knew Danny, he was quite a character. He stopped by the office would come in, bust into my office, he said, I just want to shake, shake your hand, uh, the guy that wrote Two Spheres and a "Hurricane," <laughs> and um, he'd heard it on the radio coming in or something, and that—that that was something that said, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Yeah. Um, and and so things like that, you know, started to happen, and and uh, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, from what I'd understood, it was on hold for Garth Brooks. I was disappointed, honestly, when Crutch told me he was going to cut it on Tanya, because Tanya hadn't really been acting, although she's a great artist, and obviously. Sure. Been one and it remains one, but um, at the time I thought we got got Garth Brooks was selling 13 million records, so I was going of you know, <laughs> buying a new tractor. And so, um, but um, uh, it, uh, but when I, you know, uh, it obviously was you know a big song for me. It was nominated for Song of the Year, so you know that was being my first real um, real good single. Uh, Waylon had cut where corn don't grow, and it, it died in the 40s. Prior to that, and I had a Wayne Massey single, but besides those, that's my first single. So to have that much attention on your first single that you wrote by yourself, that's pretty yeah. cool. But uh, a funny story that I tell when people come to my place up here, we got, we had a area that's bed and breakfast. I got my office, and little studio upstairs, and a bedroom. And so um, there there is a um, door that I made into a, a bed, a, you know, the headboard of the bed. Well, it's the door that I walked through late one night when I was overhauling a lawnmower engine um because I'm about to start writing songs. And, uh, so I was doing, I had a small engine business, and my dad, when he moved out, he helped me with that. And, and so I, I was all greasy. I got the call one night, you know, uh, uh, walked in this old ratty-looking office that was my, you know, where I looked up part numbers and so forth and grease and, you know, the old desk and I had an old phone in there. So, uh... Uh, you know, answered the phone, and uh you know, it's like eleven o'clock. That's when the charge typically came out. I guess things it like it's on a Monday night. But anyway, uh, he said, "Hey, just gonna let you know, you got the number one song in the country." And so, at that time, I thought, well, I thought it'd be you know, I had grease all over me. It was late at night. I was tired. I was getting out. I was almost frustrated, and uh, I got the number one song in the country. And I always thought, you know, it'd be. White horses and trumpets <laughs> and all it. But, yeah, but it was almost a feeling. Well, it's about time, you know, because I've been there, I guess, four or five years at the time Yeah, and, um, and you know, it, it had been a struggle financially and, and, and emotionally and every which way you can struggle. And uh, but you know, I obviously when it sunk in, I thought oh, that's pretty cool, and, and getting the uh, the recognition that song got uh, was pretty neat. And the song was, you know, I, even today. I root for the underdogs. I was, sure. You know, he's got a great song, the underdog. But I, I've always, you know, in sporting events, I typically root for the underdogs, unless it's, you know, an Arkansas team or, or, or even a Tennessee team. I'm a, I'm a Tennessee native now or, or a resident now, so I'm, I root for Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and anybody in the Tennessee that's playing typically. But I always, I'm, I like the underdogs. So that, that's kind of what that song's about, because I, I really think marriage and life, uh, sure it, it, it is it's an uphill climb and especially in the you know in the music business at the time for me it was an uphill climb so um it's kind of what the and i think that was the anthem for a lot of people that you know struggle and they go against the odds and they love someone that maybe their parents didn't like or you know whatever and and they just feel like it's just uh, those two against the world and um i think that that that's i think that's the reason for the success of that song and, and like a tennis singer tail off that got video of the year and, yeah. and Crutch produced a good record so that, you know and and, and you know the, the, the guys get overlooked a lot of times that the studio musicians are we have the, the best musicians in the world here and they get in there to play your song and they really bring it to life uh, they probably don't get enough credit I don't know they don't get enough credit yeah, so let's yeah. Uh, try to tip my hat to those guys the behind the scenes guys the engineers you know the, the sound guys and everybody that it works just as hard as the rest of us, you
2: know. Yeah, well, so, let me tell you this. I can tell you that our sil- our guys that we've made, the guys we know, the guys that played on that record, I, I'm not sure exactly, but we, well, we know who, that, if you tell me who it was, we know them all. I guess, you know, they're, they're yeah, the main yeah. guys. So so with small, that said...
3: Yeah, small group.
2: Yeah. yeah, small group, exactly. Well, I can tell you this. I've heard them say many times, you can't mess that song up. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's just... So there was such a, to me, sort of, you're... Thematic way of writing always has a little bit of trace of underdog in it. Um, it's what you're drawn to. And, you know, when I watched you celebrate with hard work, you never, so your celebration wasn't the, 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 you know, look, we're going out tonight, we're going to celebrate, look at me, look at me, pat me on the shoulder. You have never been that. I think that helped me with when the success started to happen for me that I, it was never a celebration. It was, what, I would, what do I need to do tomorrow? So, yeah. I was so tired by the time things worked out. You know, yeah. my grease right. was a little yeah. different. I was wearing a different kind yeah. of grease, because, you know, I probably put lotion on or something, but, you know.
5: Yeah.
4: You yeah. know. <laughs> 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 is your yeah. <laughs> Well, um, well,
3: I'm, I'm just, well you, you know, I mean, seriously, I. While um, what we do is important in the big scheme of things. You know, God has blessed us, and, and mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah. I'm appreciative just to be uh, be able to kind of hang out on earth and and try to live like God wants me to live and raise a family and and really, I mean you and I both know people that are extremely successful in our business and, and aren't happy yeah. so well, why' I tell you about success and things yes,
2: no I good mean, you gotta
3: uh, you, know, it, it's, you it's want to where it's at and, and although I'm appreciative of it i, I you know uh, everybody has a, a small portion of my ego no matter who you are and so I, I appreciate the attention and all that but it just honestly and you know me, it, it, it's a little uncomfortable you know I, I remember playing shows and I signed in four or five hundred autographs and after a show when I was an artist I just thought well, that's kind of stupid what do you I'm just a person you know and, and I'm, I remember I don't know if I've ever gotten an autograph from another person I know that I'm not trying to diminish that at all but I just <laughs> we're all people you know but we just do for yeah. living yeah so i i just i i think it's and, and I, I really think you know the artists out there that connect with people are, are real people and they they don't take themselves too serious they just do what they do and they doing it I and, agree. And, and and i think that connects with, with people i don't um uh, you know obviously the sports you know you, you get to where you're bragging on yourself or or showing out too much in a, in a
2: game, someone's going to show you out. <laughs> yeah, then you go over you know, 16. Gonna, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. So, Yeah, talking so to Mark Allen Springer, that. visit Mississippi.org, set you free this week. Check it out. We've got one short segment left, and I'm going to let Mark go back to uh, building his house, which is what he's doing right now, adding on uh, 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 thousands of square feet. I'm going to say 30,000 square feet, which is wrong, but I want to be wrong again. <laughs> Don't go
1: nowhere. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Like two sparrows in a hurricane Trying to find their way With a head full of dreams and-
2: Says they will. I'm still to hey folks, Steve Azar here, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are most certainly giving you reasons to celebrate. You made a great move when you opened your Guarantee Bank account. All you got to do now is let your fingers do the walking. From online banking, mobile banking, debit cards, mobile deposit, e-statements, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Google Pay. It's all right there. And don't forget to refer friends and family to Guarantee Bank, and you'll both receive $50. Thanks for doing business with my friends at Guarantee Bank. Go to GBTonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member
1: FDIC. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better faster. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
0: The two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, invite you to our annual Veterans Day ceremony honoring all veterans. The program begins on Thursday, November 10th at 10.30 a.m. to celebrate Mississippians who serve or have served in the United States Armed Forces. Join us in downtown Jackson as the two Mississippi museums and the Mississippi Department of Archives and History honor our veterans.
7: For more information, go to mdah.ms.gov. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, south of Germantown High, Callaway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas open houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All twenty to fifty percent off. Landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas open houses first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
4: Everything for home and garden. It's happening now. Miss Kelly's Black Friday sale. There is no waiting. Get what you want today with our huge in-stock inventory, savings up to 15% and easy financing with no down payment. You can get it now and walk out without paying. Miss Kelly's Black Friday sale going on now.
1: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit seabrookpaints.com.
2: Hey y'all, I'm Steve Azar inviting you to escape to Pearl River Resort where the fun is going non-stop. Enjoy gaming excitement and catch the thrill of the big win. After the thrills, test your skills at the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. There's dining delight and And it's always no work and all play at Silver Star and Golden Moon Casinos. So come on, leave it all behind, and head to Pearl River Resort.
0: Hey, I'm Andy Jones from Moorhead, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer, and being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please, make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish, this message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I've been we got one short segment of In a Mississippi Minute with an Arkansas iconic figure, even though he doesn't like being called iconic or anything, whatever, but he is. Uh, Mark Allen Springer is my guest today. Visit Mississippi.org. Uh, he grew up pretty dang close to the Mississippi border, so we're going to let him, yep. uh, yeah, just kind of, every once in a while we'd let him into Mississippi, but he only had a certain yep. amount of time, like a visa. we had to get him back yep. to Arkansas. Hey, Mark. Let's talk about your son Knox. Your wife is in a Hall of Fame uh, at a, uni- a college she-, she went to, correct? In basketball,
3: right? She's Freed Hardman in Sports Hall of Fame there.
2: Yeah, you both y'all's yeah. daughters played in in Florida somewhere yeah. to college together, right? Yeah. In they're, the are roommates,
3: at Florida College on the basketball team. And um yeah, I you know I'm helping middle school. I'm assistant coach here at the middle school. My son's 11; he's a sixth grader. He plays it. We've got, uh, you know, Summertown's a, a, a small. We're AA right now, but it's a you know small town, small school with that uh, real team spirit, you know, and school spirit
2: thing. And hey, uh, so when, what's it like for Knox? Do you think to be in the back seat of the car after a game with you two? How do you how do you not drive him nuts? Um, yeah. And maybe he drives y'all nuts because I've seen him. He's He's going to be wiry. He's going to be incredible because he's playing up in years, as years, like you said. Yeah. So what is it like with you too? And how do you sort of go, okay, wait a minute. We got to make sure we give him a little breathing room or do you?
3: Yeah. Well, as you know, I've coached my daughters through the years. Yes. Yeah. Also. And so, um, you know, I, I think you got to take that coach's hat off on the way home. And I've really tried to do this as, um, uh, you know, while, while I'm coaching them, I'm harder on them than I am anybody else. Not fair, but it's, uh, you do it the other way than, than the other kids resent your kid and you and the parents. Always, so I try not to favor my kids at all, and it's almost the other way around. But also on the way home, I try to say, you know, you do the best you did, and uh, you can, and, and so I'm proud of you. And we try to drop it there. You know, Stacy will, you know, does the same thing. And, and she's a so little tougher on me sometimes than I am, but, uh, you know, like I said, it, I, I don't want him to think uh, basketball determines who he is or music determines who you are. You know, it's not uh, it, it's how you live your life and what you do for others. It's yeah. more important than that. Uh, that's long-lasting. The others, uh, here and there, uh, he thinks he's probably going to play in the NBA, and I want him to think that. Yeah, but really, sure. probably not.
2: <laughs> you never know. <laughs> that, you don't know. Shot, but it's interesting. Do you, a- you think about your time growing up. It's almost like you've, you've gotten a little bit of paradise on Earth. You've got hoops. You've got your farm, your land, and you've got... Your songwriting, when you want to do it, it's like you got control of it all, as much as you probably ever have. Do you ever think, well, this is not a bad place to be in my life?
3: Well, yeah, I think you know, um, you know, our country's kind of. In a weird place, you know, yeah. we've got so much uh, uh, anger and, and stuff, so, and trying to navigate and raise kids to, through all that is it, a little tricky, and, and thank goodness God's still in control. I have, I, I control what I can, obviously, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're in a good place, and, and, um, you know, uh, you know, things change quickly, so you can't ever really, Sit on your laurels, because because it's uh, tomorrow could be a bad day.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you yeah, got
3: to prepare sure. for those too. But but, but I'm a uh, yeah I'm appreciative for my music and my sports
2: background. Real real, real quick, just we'd have a couple minutes left. I want to know sort of real quick about your dad. You know, obviously he's shining down on us, or probably getting mad at both. Getting mad at me for sure. Yeah, I have to feel yeah. no, but but seriously, when you wanted to be a songwriter and with the roots of where, pardon the pun of where. What he did, I mean, what was that like for him? Knowing that you wanted to chase that?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Daddy lost his dad at two. so he had kind of a rough life. So he, you know, so uh, we were very conservative in in a lot of ways. But uh, you know, they 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 supported me hundred percent. You know, I, you know, the music business sometimes has a bad reputations. I met some of the greatest people. You've been one of those, in the business that. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mom and Dad's uh, always real supportive. They were proud. It was fun to. Share a number one song uh, and a number one party, and have them come out here when they lived in Arkansas, and be a part of that. You know, they were proud. You know. And- And uh, I think that my success, of whatever that may be, uh, was more fun to enjoy with others, you know, because, you know, when you go through something like that, it's never as big as what you think it's going to be. It's Mm -hmm. never as great as that moment you thought it was going to be, that mountain height. But when you see others enjoy your success and you can share that, I think that's that's more rewarding than, than any paycheck you might get
2: yeah well, that's why you write great songs, and you'll always write go- great songs when you decide to put up the hammer and the sawmill and the <laughs> and the basketball. but we don't want ever want you to do. We want you to be happy. Well, I can't thank you enough for spending a Mississippi minute. You have been uh not only a great friend of mine and uh and you give me a lot of grief at times, and I can take it as you know. but with that yeah. said, su- truth truthfully, uh one of the most important people I've ever met in my life for me. And, and the dream of a 10 year old, 11 year old. And, uh, I've just been so blessed to have had you in my life and still have you in my life. So, uh, I love you, pal.
3: Well, I love you too. And you, you're, you have been a, a privilege to be, a, uh, just a part of your, your walk and your career. And, and you're all class, brother. And you know, um, we, we've always had this relationship where, uh, we're pretty candid with each other, and I love that.
2: Yeah, me too, Ben. Thank you. And you I appreciate it. good
3: family too. And best cool. wishes to all y'all and, and all you folks in Mississippi to come see us.
2: Yeah. Well, you go put grease <laughs> on you, and I'm going to go put some more lotion <laughs> on me so I can keep. <laughs> right. I can't. Buy... Right. That's way too much information. Visit Mississippi.org dot <laughs> org has a lot of information. Check it out. My pal Mark Allen Springer. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi minute. All sixty of them where you can take your sweet
0: time. <laughs> get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Supertalk station or anywhere you get Supertalk Mississippi and watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Supertalk TV, and on the Super Talk Mississippi app. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.